You know, it was, it was, I'm very like risk averse. I'm not like a follow my heart and like leave my benefits and do all that. stuff. I'm very, I'm not like that at all. So it took, you know, like a year and a half, two years. And then I got asked to act in a show actually in LA. And I was like, I can't, I have no more PTO. I probably should. (laughs) And it's just like managing expectations. Like if you want to be a millionaire and have all these riches and successes and be able to have control of your schedule and do these things you need to work hard in the beginning yeah you know a lot of people were asking like when do you know when to leave your job to do content full-time oh my god and this is an intern conference where their bosses are are in the are in the audience (laughs) i'm like this is a hot mic your boss is here like you're you're gonna ask me that on stage right now this guy i was shocked i was shocked and they're so confident and they like you know I was like, you better, you have to figure out your finances first. You have to figure out a lot of things <laughs> yeah. before you take that jump. And you're an intern right now. So you, you're, you haven't even gone into the full-time portion. Great, great, great. Um, okay. So uh, thanks for joining us. Yes, of we course. Were, we thought you weren't going to make it. We were getting excited. I had the excited, He was getting please. excited. I was actually, I was like, no, we need to wait for Andy. He Thank brings you. the heart, and he Thank was you. like, fuck that guy. Well, I was at the craziest I showing right now. I showed a guy, like, this massive listing, and I was- Was like, it the townhouse? Yeah, the townhouse. Oh, really? Yeah. How so, much? It's $18.5 million. Jesus. And oh. I'm, like, on the- I start showing it from the top down, so I was on, like, the fourth floor. You and, take everyone in the elevator, you go to the top, yeah. so you start at the roof, so and first impression. Say, my, my line is always, like, we don't want to fight gravity, do we? And they're like, ha. Wow. Well, that's that your works. line. And you, get, and you get a laugh. <laughs> Maybe but find a works. new line. Okay. It's yeah, fine. But anyways, uh, I'm on the fourth floor and the guy hasn't even seen the rest of the house. And he's like, let's put an offer in. And Whoa. I'm like, dude, you haven't seen the best room yet. The kitchen. Is it a real buyer? I, I mean, it was with someone did that. A real broker? Yeah, a real broker and everything. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Andy got this lead through TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Today's wow. guest <laughs> is the CEO of Work From Home Jokes. She's got over a million followers across TikTok and Instagram, blowing up everywhere. She's the voice of Work From Home culture, which is so fitting that we're doing this in our office. Um, and she's the guiding light to those navigating post graduation. You just did you did you go to college? I never graduated. Okay. God <laughs> damn it. She recently co-founded a virtual assistant business, which I definitely want to talk about because I think that's huge, with her roommate that works to pair people interested in the creator economy with influencers needing administrative assistance. Corporate Natalie, welcome to Business of Influence. Woo! Hello. Thank you. Thank was you. that okay? Uh, that was awesome. Okay, I did not cool. show an $18 million listing today, unfortunately. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, not as interesting, but happy to be here. How did you, who are you? What um, is your, how did you, so literally. you're from Silicon Valley? Yes. Born and raised. Nice. I've always like read the Forbes 30 under 30 list. My dad would worked in tech and would come home and tell me about all the new companies. And so that's, that's been your life. That's right? been my life. Yeah. Like Mark Zuckerberg's the idol minus his entire personality, but Got like it. that wow. would be the goal of like founding a tech company. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and, grew up in like proper, like Silicon Valley, like, like Santa, yeah, Palo Alto, like, oh, so, not, yeah, oh, not, wow. not in the, not in the city. Do you meet a um, lot of people from there in the city, like in New York? Um, do I meet a lot of people here? Yeah. Yeah. From there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't yeah. know. It just seems like, like a two different worlds. It's like a different world. No, it's, it's like two tech. totally different yeah. worlds. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're in a suit right now. I've never seen that in my life. Like, <laughs> we would wear t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. I thought I got wear t-shirts. Yeah. I was in San Francisco, like I said, on Saturday and I was the only person in a suit. Fully. Um, fully. I was yeah. like, it was always uncomfortable. I was like, everyone was like, oh, dad's here. Like security's <laughs> in town. Right? Like yeah. the people were coming up to me asking me, like, hey, could, for my drink orders and stuff. It was weird. Stop. We need to rebrand you, dude. I mean, keep the blazer. You do the t shirt thing now. I do the t shirt cool. thing a lot. And sneakers. It right? appears yeah. we're on two very nice different coat. vibes here. We have cargo pants and a t shirt yeah. and a hat. And then. Because well, he finds things outside and he puts them in his big pockets and he saves <laughs> them and he makes content over it, them. You got a haircut. I, I did get a haircut. I'm the balance. I, I keep everything and everyone balanced. You're the balance. Okay. Egos. Less of an ego. Got it. So I kind of want to start with, um, uh, and we'll get to kind of your accounts and kind of what's happened and where you've gone to from there. But it seems like you were born with like an entrepreneurial, like spirit slash spoon slash know how, right? Have you always wanted to just go out there and do your own thing and figure it out? Yeah, um, definitely. I think I grew up as like the kid, I would have like off season lemonade stands, I would like have car washes. Like, What's li- an off-season lemonade It's not stand? a real thing. Like, I'd be, it'd Whoa. be December 1st, and I'd be like, Mom, uh, can I set up the table? We lived in a cold side. No one came. Like, well, it was just oh, the horrible nice there, business right. ideas. 
um, not nice. Not Bay Area. Bay Area You're is like a little colder. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, car washes, I would kill all my parents' plants in their front yard. Like I was just always kind of grinding and hustling. I founded a jewelry company in college that I had like reps at 10 different universities selling my, my jewelry. And then I started doing stupid videos online and I was like, wow, you can actually make money doing this. What I platform was, did you start on? YouTube? I started on TikTok. Okay. Um, really short form, just like quick bits about working from home. Started in 2020. And then brands like big B2B brands, because I was doing corporate stuff like Dell and SoFi, reached out to me and wanted to partner with their like, you know, launching their first influencer marketing campaign. Um, so it's been super fun to speak to these B2B brands on socials in a way that has been kind of new and fun. So I guess take us back to like, pandemic happens are you had did you just graduate college or what was the like what's that what's that time frame like for you yeah so I was working and consulting I was traveling across the country I was actually staffed in New Jersey so I came like every Sunday to Thursday here um and I say like when we talk about we we're just talking about Gen Z new hires like there's BC the people who worked in the real world before COVID yeah. and AC yes those who just are used to like a virtual college experience that like haven't been in the grind of the office maybe your office is a little different which we'll talk about the office culture here but um <laughs> I think so. I got that real world experience and seeing like partners at a big four consulting firm yeah. be in like their suits and on Zoom and just who have been traveling every day for the past 35 years. That was such a shift and it was hilarious. And I had to poke fun at it. So how do you how do you think people should track success then with employees? Like, don't you get that pushback all the time? So it's interesting. I think I'd love to hear your take on like Gen Z employees. I think since COVID there's this pressure and this push of like work-life balance, mental health. And like, it's just when you came from this world before, yeah. like older millennial, like bosses are like, well, that wasn't the way we had it. So I'm not going to oh, all say of that. a sudden I say shift that. All, that. All day long. Yeah. yeah. And tell me, tell me your perspective. Like what is, yeah, let's like get up or get out? Like <laughs> I, give it, give it to no, us. No, it's like get up or get out. I mean, I, um, uh, it, it definitely depends on the person like yeah. we definitely have people where i don't see them ever but their work is awesome they know what to do and they do it and they're they're self-starters but i think it's it's just like school right like we you know you have some schools that are super progressive and it's like pick your pick the, what you want to study you know be what you want to be if you identify as a leaf be a leaf and it's like it's fine um but some kids excel in that some kids have a really really hard time and they, mm -hmm. they need discipline and they need structure you yeah. know and so i think it's it, it's just hard because i think work culture is is so important to strong companies and if it's hard to create culture completely virtually totally just, i agree it's just hard especially at scale because when we started the pandemic we were i was telling you we were still in office for the most part well if we're supposed to say that but like because we, were, <laughs> we building, were breaking all the laws we were breaking yeah. all because but we were we building were, something tiny, we had like a our own like we had a townhouse yeah. like in tribeca and we were just all together, all the time, putting in crazy hours, but like no one gave a fuck. We were all just like building this thing. And like it almost felt impossible to work from home for us at least. Yeah, it was too much going on. It yeah. was too, it was too hard. We was, definitely did have people virtual. We have people virtual now. So we have employees in 19 states now. So our employee handbook is super annoying. Um, but then we, it's, I mean, HQ is definitely still in New York. And then we have great people that we've been able to bring in in other places. Like we have a president in Texas or CTOs in Florida. We have, a lot of people in California. Yeah. And know. I say it's like all about transparency. Like I think the work culture is awesome. And if you're just transparent about it, of like we're going to be in the office five days a week, maybe even six, like it's going to be a grind. You're going to be here and you better show up at 6 a.m. Like that's the culture that you're putting out and that's awesome. Yeah. And like there are people that want to be part of it, want to make a ton of money, want to show the $18 million listing. And like those people should should be able to work here. And that's like the culture. So do you – do do you think though that work culture has has changed forever? Do you think For we sure. eventually go back to a hey, it's a recession, things are pretty bad. You should come back to work now because I need to be able to monitor you and make sure you're doing your job. We're seeing yeah. that now though, right? I feel like there's that like big return to office. New York, there's a big return to office, and I think real estate. All my friends in real estate, it's like the one you know your whole job is proving that, especially commercial real estate, you need to be in the office. And we're selling huge office buildings in San Francisco that are vacant yeah. and no one wants yeah, and crazy. so they're in the financial district my friends in her heels stepping over like homeless people trying to be like it's beautiful i promise and like that's so tough like yeah. that's so there's different working structures and like if you work in tech and you're an engineer and your presence in the office isn't that you know isn't necessary i yeah. think that's okay to have that flexibility mm -hmm. but it just depends so I think sales for sure, like you should be in the office a little bit. How, yeah. how long did you work within the 
pre-COVID world? About a little over a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. I never got to experience that. Really? I was working as a server. Like that was, I had like two jobs as a server. And then this was like my first like real that job. That explains so much <laughs> to me. It all makes sense. Did you guys not read his resume before he <laughs> got resumes with salespeople? No. We, we found him on TikTok. I love that. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, he's running around looking at real estate on TikTok, small things. I'm like, don't you want to show big things? He's like, oh yeah. And he's been here ever since. Can't get rid of them. Okay, sorry. It's incredible. T- take me back. 2020, the world's on fire. You have an inkling to like make a video and upload to this platform. Were you already like on this platform just like as a consumer or were, did you like think I eventually want to do this? Now's the perfect time. Like walk me through that. Yeah, no, not calculated at all. It was, I downloaded the app the same day. I was like, these girls just set up a ring light and film them. So I can totally do this. And I made a video the first day I downloaded the app and sent it to my friends and was like, I'm going to be famous just so you know, like as a joke, <laughs> but then it turned out it, it worked. But I think I had like the confidence, which is just like I tell everyone now of if you want to be a creator, you want to be an influencer, you want to do these things, you have to film yourself and not care how you look and just post, post, post. And there's so there's that block. And I just didn't have that like confidence block, which sure. was helpful in the beginning and enthusiasm too i remember the first video that i saw about you funny enough it was like you you see your neighbor across the street or whatever and you have like you write a sign you're like hey what's up yeah, yeah. you want to be friends she's like no, no. <laughs> you're like, okay yeah, yeah. yeah that, like, was, that was a cool that was that's when i first heard of you oh my gosh yes that was fun fun fact about that that video was it was fully planned as is every other video ever I what gave, she was my friend and i gave her the signs so <laughs> that was i'm sorry to burst your bubble on that but damn that was when i started figuring out kind of the you're just full of good news today aren't you <laughs> no like any prank video you see is is fake right like we all can agree on that yeah no, listen no. I know. don't ruin my day S- like okay? sneaking up on my wife she has no idea she set up the tripod how's the, how's the ring light on how's exactly. the ring light on exactly okay some of them are pulled off pretty well though yeah, yeah. yeah. some of them are pulled off well but then you're like oh, i feel like someone would be in trouble if that were real yeah you know these things that that happen totally. we should do more prank videos on andy i feel that like. would be funny we actually just be like a reoccurring segment we just like i don't know please no yeah like we just show up to pjs please one day no. and we're like dude did you not get the memo the, it's pj yeah. day <laughs> for halloween i was gonna dress up as ryan i was gonna get my hair white and come to the podcast the before Halloween, and I was just gonna pretend I was Ryan. Why didn't you do it? You why didn't, didn't you do it? it? I didn't do it. I know well, you clearly, didn't do it. but why didn't you do it right now? I just didn't have time. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to do it next a, year. He's, he's stuck here grinding away. Yeah. You think no, it's time it to get his hair done? No, yeah. <laughs> so when did you start taking it seriously? You did like how many TikToks did you post before you're like, oh shit, this is like a million people like watching it. Like, yeah. what was that? It was more when the brand deal started, and that that starts very early, like ten thousand followers on TikTok. You're getting reached out to. My first brand deal was Twisted Tea, um, <gasps> when I was obsessed. I was like, I drank these all the time in college, um, and I just started realizing kind of the game of it all and the sales of it all, and. Yeah having a bit of a sales background, like, oh, I can build a media kit and I can sort of rep myself and build a, build a fake email account that's my assistant that I can send it over to. And like, I just had so much fun navigating yeah, the, game. The, the game of it all and being like, oh, they're agreeing to my rates a little too early. Let's hike those up and keep hiking until someone pushes back. Um, and that was super fun. And then like getting that to a point where it's like, okay, I can do this full time. So and what was the timeline from the day you post your first TikTok? Like, couple months was like a year no it was it was i'm very like risk averse i'm not like a follow my heart and like leave my benefits and do all that so i'm very i'm not like that at all so it took you know like a year and a half two years and then i got asked to act in a show actually in la and i was like i can't i have no more pto i probably should end (laughs) this peacefully yeah so i want to backtrack a little bit when you were deciding how much to charge because i know a lot of creators today have they twenty thousand followers you can start making money how did how did that work how did you find your sweet spot Yeah. So I think one was the corporate humor, female niche. There were very few, a lot of people do like corporate videos, women, especially now. And that's awesome. I support any creator trying to create. I think when I started, it was kind of new and novel. And like I mentioned, these B2B brands where I'm like, oh, Dell. Oh, like these brands that don't work with a ton of other creators because either they're not in their niche, they're not clean, whatever the, the, you know, criteria is. I think I filled the criteria very well. And I was able to kind of like almost price discriminate in a way of like, sure. if you want to work with me, you can. And if not, like work with someone else. Did you just throw a number out there or did you like, 
you know, do some research or, or like, how, how was that first number you threw out there? Or did you have someone? Well, I'll tell you, my first number was $500, which is a joke. I worked <laughs> like I was, I had no idea. I was like, guys, I can buy dinner for like all the friends. Like we can just go get an awesome meal. Like I was so new. And then I actually, my, one of my best friends is an influencer. She's been doing it since college. I was able to talk to her. And I think like those conversations with other creators are the most important mm -hmm. way to kind of sure. learn. And there's a lot of gatekeeping that happens. There's a lot of like, agents who will take yeah. advantage very and early and stuff. yeah and i still we rep ourselves annie is a full-time employee we do it all in-house i don't i'm not signed with any agency um and that's i feel like you have more power as a creator that way are you still signed with i still am yeah, yeah. with yeah. uh viral nation plug yeah <laughs> i i understand the concern um i when i, I feel was, like she's more put together than you are yeah though. no i'm definitely <laughs> reckless and i'm the most irresponsible person i know right like he needs people you. that can answer emails you know yeah well and can do those stuff true. and then tell him where to go i'm an artist he's like, a hundred percent yeah. like, i'm not I, an artist like i'm not a creator like yeah. i put the ring light up and i'm like oh god we have to do it again really i just like making stuff and i've just come to the conclusion that guy's maybe uh, i've just come to the conclusion that i'm just gonna focus on what i'm good at and then just find people who could do the things I'm not good at better than me. That's what I told you to do. I love no, that. You know, and again, yeah. he's he's like he's been a huge mentor. Um, so yeah. I always say outsource things that aren't your core competency. Like I totally. the second I started and was able to afford it, I got an editor. The editing is not that like I don't need to be doing that. I want yeah. to be on my phone as little as possible. Yeah. So how can I get every step of the way, get help in that way? And so yeah, getting just, a manager is awesome and like yeah. they're super helpful. I don't personally want to give 20% of a deal to someone who I think like I have the sales ability to, to do. For me, it's like going back to the rates thing. At the very beginning, like same thing. I was given some really garbage rates and I was like, I'm like too nice. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh my gosh. And it was crap. And then I was having these conversations with a handful of like agencies. And then they're like, oh no, no, these are like the rates you should be asking for. And if, if and even then we can negotiate up. Yeah. I'm like, you could do that? That was kind of the value you had for me. Like they're bringing in things that I can bring you totally. know I mean, to the table so so how often do you do you create how often are you shooting how often are you do you have a schedule you seem like someone with a calendar i have such a calendar I'm sure i only put makeup on like two days a week tuesday thursday and i film oh. then um what days is today it's wednesday what day wednesday. is it i know it's when, just i, I got know. gorgeous for you guys you're welcome stressed out that we um, broke your calendar <laughs> i know gosh no i i'm very intentional about film days and i think having the the comedy account that's a lot of bits it's yeah. very like bit forward very scripted I don't have to like show my day in the life. People aren't waiting to see like, who are you dating? Can you give us an update on your mom? Like all these very personal details that like my friends who are lifestyle creators, it's awesome that they do. I'm so fearful to give that away and never be able to get it back. And mm -hmm. you also understand your niche and are just in that lane. Yeah. I'm like, these bits are working. Yeah. Why share my, you know, lingerie haul for that no <laughs> one asked for? <laughs> like, what, what's your, what's your favorite brand deal you've done so far? Um, my favorite brand partner, one of my favorite brand partners is Dell, I mentioned, but I just, they found me from using my Dell laptop yeah. and they allow me to do the most organic feeling videos. Oh, like so it'll good. just be like the coworker is working from every, anywhere. And I'm like by the pool and I have a Dell laptop and yeah. I don't have to say like powered by Intel or like any of these called to oh, really? I had to, do, very... I had to say powered by Intel you did? so yeah. much. Yeah, we, had did? A, we were in Dell for, we were Dell for a year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of strict dude. It guidelines. was, oh, it was so much they were, they were great Del, they were great we Del love great. you Dale, we love you you're the best Del, it was awesome i love you i don't care about that <laughs> but it was a lot there's a lot of like man i wouldn't have been able to get this deal done without my new intel 24 bit project, whatever it was whatever the line was yeah is that last year last yeah, year it was 2022 yeah. that was a 2022 deal yeah. so one thing that i do that i like encourage creators to do who are the artists who are just like I'll film and I'll put something together and I'll, you know, get all the CTAs done is send a full script before yeah, I send like a full script of what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Mm. I don't want to reshoot again. I don't want to put makeup on on Friday yeah. and have to make an edit saying powered by Intel. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do as much as I can up front to get that approved. And I think the creators that do that are just so ahead of the game. There's never a reshoot. You always have that paper trail. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Were you always like that or did you like, when did you think to like bring on a manager and like structure this, I guess, like your, the, your life as a creator, like did it always have structure or? Well, it always had structure. Cause I was never like, I, I loved creating and I loved the comedy of it. Yeah. But when I wanted, when I realized like, okay, I want to do this full time, I have to get the finances in check. Like it all, it never was like, 
I had to be serious about it. Sure, I never yeah. was like, I don't know, Got taking it. breaks or. So, do you think you could ever go back and work at an office now, or is your brand just yeah. so can't do it? Like you're. Well, it's hard. I mean, one of the questions you mentioned is like, is nine to five a grind, and is it hard? Absolutely. Like being a creator is. You're, I feel so lucky and blessed to be able to like wake up and control my schedule and run my company. Like that is not the reality for so many people, and so I think. Yes, I could, I could, I would like to think I can go back into an office. Would I want, would I want to? No, I'd love to continue to run this business and start new businesses and be able to have that control. You know, I don't know. People talk about the nine to five grind. I mean, I, I miss a nine to five. Like I worked in construction, you know, before, before this and at 501, like you put the hammer down, you put work down. Like the hammer doesn't call you. Yeah. You know, the sledgehammer doesn't call you. Like the dumpster isn't like, Hey dude, it's 10 PM. You got to come work on me you know like you at yeah. 5 p.m you you clock out like i feel like the it is a little bit of a a lie and i think you're seeing that now with a lot of creator burnout right and like kind of these creators and these influencers and it's like oh wow i i haven't seen anything from them since like 2022 or 2021 yeah. and then you kind of track them down and you just say like wow they really really pulled back because it's you know the yeah the nine to five seems like a grind because you have to do it yeah. but then when it's on you then it's like okay well i woke up at 6 a.m and I guess I just get started now and then I'm going till 11 p.m. And then yeah. I do that all the time. And now I'm chasing brand deals because now my lifestyle has increased. And I got that Tesla and that wasn't free. And then I got this and that wasn't free. And then I want to go over here and I got to pay for that. And then slowly but surely you work seven days a week from, you know, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then it's like, man, I want to this is want to put my hammer out. down. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying I talk to I'm, maybe not his life, but I'm talking. You know, you talk to a lot of people who like that entrepreneurial like dream um, does take a significant amount of like yeah. life sacrifice, though. No, totally. Well, and you've obviously built an empire. Like they're you're empire. probably you're MC, always I told on. You. I told you it's an empire. It's an okay, empire. Andy? I mean, you're never Adrian's stopping. An empire. I, I agree. It's always on. Yeah, whatever. I'm team empire. Totally, and I love it. Like I would love if I was in your position and had an empire under me and around me, like for sure, there's no rest for the weary, like 100%. I think entrepreneurship versus like influencing is different. I think when you're like starting companies and it's all relying on you versus when you're like creating and going to the fun events and like, there's, there's, there's a little fluff there. Like I've experienced having come from a nine to five when yeah. I was doing that yeah, yeah. plus creating. Yeah, yeah. And then I took the nine to five off the table and I was like, wow, I, I have time for a workout. Like this is, yeah, I can be healthy. This is crazy. I can cook a meal. Like that was liberating. Well, what's your like? It's always going to change. But what's your current end game? Like, what outcome are you currently obsessed with? I mean, I'd like to be able to build enough success and wealth to step away from the content side of it and be able to like found like a company that can live on without me being yeah. in front of a camera. Yeah, um, I think that's like the goal and whether it's a clothing line of workwear or, you know, I'm advising for a portfolio of companies and that's enough to sustain and one of them takes off. I don't know. So the goal is to create a product or service. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It makes, it, makes, it makes sense. Like that, I think it's like the trajectory, like as you're seeing a lot of these big creators, like the Mr. Beast of the world, the Emma Chamberlain's like, sure, they're making less and less content focusing mm -hmm. on building these legitimate businesses that are going to take yeah. over the world. Totally. You know what I mean? And it's silly as a creator to think like, I'm going to be walking down a red carpet when I'm 85 and people will care about me as much then. Like you have to build this kind of this game plan for your future. Like, I don't know if my face will have relevance in 20 years. I could get a facelift. I hope I can get a facelift. I'm praying for that. But like, I want, these things will change and like people won't care as much. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the VA business? Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I was just going to talk. So expand VA, I think is, so that's a company you started for helping influencers with virtual assistants, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So it started from my own personal experience of one, wanting a side hustle. Yep. I think everyone wants a side hustle. Everyone in New York has like three jobs. It feels like everyone I talk to. And additionally, creators being like, either I'm working a full-time job and I just started making these stupid little videos and this is actually way harder than I thought, as you were saying. Yep. Or, you know, I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I don't have that help to outsource. Is there someone in between who could build a travel itinerary for me when I'm going to an event can, who can manage potentially the brand deals. If that's, you, you don't want to go with a, an agency. Sure. Um, sometimes it's editing videos and just anything in between. So trying to kind of provide that mutual 
kind of contractor relationship. How do I apply? I need I need a virtual mm-hmm. assistant. I will get you one. I will get you All one. All right, I'm going to follow up with you. So do you Done. contract with these? Where are they? Where are they based? The Philippines, all Albania? No, 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 oh, everywhere. No, they're, no, they're all U.S.-based right now. Oh, um, Because you're like, you're like talking with the creator every day. Like it's not, it, it, there's not a lot of, like sometimes they're almost managing the, the creator. Like you need yeah. to, I think as the artist, as the creative, you need help with that sort of, they're mostly like, gals who work in corporate sure. who are helping on the side got it um who are able to be like this is your content block you need to film this brand deal today kind of virtual wrong. creative is 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 hard but i yeah. think administrative tasks and now with especially now with ai and systems and processes that can just empower those virtual assistants to make the lives even better of the people they work for mm-hmm. it's just only going to get stronger yeah. right and i think the i mean that's what peter Thiel said right the 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 greatest businesses of the next generation are going to be those that use technology to empower people, not replace them. Whoa. Um, yeah. Great yeah. Line. But I think that's a, it's solid, like solid line. It definitely influences us here as we think about things every day. It's totally. like, you're not trying to create systems to replace people, um, which will then just break the system. You're trying to use current systems to enable people just to do more. Yeah. Right. And give yeah. them more, more support. So is, mm-hmm. are you creating a marketplace for, people who want to be VAs and then like, like, are you like the fiver of, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big at all. So <laughs> that's okay. a very, very small scale. And it's a lot of like white glove, like kind of my personal network of creators and you like are vetting and stuff. Yeah. And so there's, you know, we, we haven't been able to automate and do these things with tech yet, sure. but we can just get the assistant from anywhere in the world and we trust them to do it. Cause it's creators from my network who I don't want to let down. And so yeah. there's these current kind of barriers to entry right now that we're, we're working through with expanding. Yeah, no, I think that'll be huge. If you can turn that into some kind of platform where someone can go in, just like what Andy was saying, where it's like, I, I really, you know, and you could just then, you could then have consultants who help people understand the help that they actually need. Cause I think sometimes people don't actually know, mm-hmm. like they think it's, I need help with video editing, but it really is, is like, they need help with everything else but that because they're actually good at video editing, which is why they know a good edit versus a bad edit. So it's like maybe you need help with A, B, and C so that you can actually focus on what you're creatively good at. Yeah, and sometimes people just don't understand. And so like, helping them, you know, try to understand like what's the root of the problem goes a long way. So like yeah. could I get a VA to like just not, not, I guess manage my inbox? Like my managers, they, they really – they manage my inbox, but they're just looking sp- for like specific deals, deals and stuff. yeah. I – as you know, have a hard time responding to emails or communicating in general. It's been a problem. Can you know, I? You know what's weird though, but okay. you know the emails are there. No, you it's just, the anxiety. It's the anxiety. Yeah, I was yeah, totally. about to say that. Within twenty seconds, dude. Action. I, I wish I could. Action do it. is the antidote to anxiety. That's going to be your next tattoo. I, I love un- that. Unless I got um, a VA who can do those things for me. Yeah, but yes, but right. Because oh, what's going to happen is everyone thinks that more people creates you know, uh, uh, it's going to fix all your problems, but more people is more problems, you know? And what people, what people then don't do is even with a VA or an actual employee, like if you don't take the time to actually invest in them to set the right expectations and train them and teach them, totally. and then you just run around assuming they know your inbox or they know your life, then you're just going to be frustrated. And then you're gonna be like, ah, screw it. I got to do it all by myself. And then you're just not going to do it anyway. Oh, so you got to really, really put in the, the time with the people. In place, yeah. but see, that's why I think your idea, your business is, is, different from all those things because it's your personal network of people that you know that actually yeah. do work and it's like for us when people hire us to sell an apartment or a house they're they're hiring our personal network right mm-hmm. so your people will trust your brand that your people are good because they know you selected them that's true i, I mean think- my network versus you know the, the network you need is very small who can afford like an 18 million dollar listing like hopefully expanding like a virtual assistant company would be able to put those things in place to grow more people. Like we build like a very personalized onboarding kit when they join. That's like a 40 slide. Like how do you get into your inbox? What do you want to respond to things? Whatever. So then they can take it and run. And that's like, that's the customization that you need to to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's too taxing. We'll we'll definitely talk after this. He's getting an assistant. I thought about hiring an actual assistant, but I was like, Maybe like let me let me start virtually and then go from there. So it's too awkward to have someone in your so space. Awkward. It's, so it's you awkward. Just, you want to pick the like the five things you need someone to do or the three things and don't have them do anything else. Yeah. I used to be like very like I need you to handle inbox, calendar, and like one other thing and just start that way. Start simple, right, and then start to branch out from there. Um, otherwise, you'll be completely completely overwhelmed. Can corporate America um, function on a four day work week? 
Yeah, I think yeah, corporate ta- Natalie. What, what do you have to say? <laughs> I love a four-day work week. If you're grinding and you're working, 40, you're shoving 40 hours into four days. Yeah. Um, is it like Murphy's Law? Like, what, Is that what's called Murphy's Law? Yeah, I wouldn't use Murphy's Law of- for that, no. No, What's Mur- that? Murphy's <laughs> law is whatever will happen, whatever whatever can happen will happen. That's okay. Murphy's law. That's not the one. Yeah, I wouldn't apply that, that to the four day take work as week. long as you. Yeah, things yeah. will take yeah, as long yeah. as. Oh, t- that's like the, the it starts with a V. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, it's um we use that all the time. If you if you're like if you give yourself a month, it'll take you a month. If you yeah, give yourself, yourself four days, it'll take you four days. I heard that. Is it- I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. look yeah. it up. It's like it's not it's not vasectomy. It's a different V word. Okay. I don't know. Okay. You know, when I look at you, I think vasectomy a lot. I don't know why. It's kind of two kids. That's probably what it is. Because you had two kids when you were seven, seven? How old were you? 23. 23. Okay, just use use the internet. It'll teach you things. It's helpful. We'll figure it out. We'll figure uh, it out. Yeah, I don't know, though. <laughs> but, it, but I think the problem is you say, okay, so, you know, there's people right now who will work through the weekends and there's people who won't. So you say, all right, it's a four-day work week. You're going to get the people who say, all right, well, now my weekend is three days. I'm going to work through those. And you're going to have people who who don't. And I, I don't think it'll actually be like corporate cost savings, which is the, the only reason that any company would actually push for it. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's it's different, you know, lines of work, like an engineer who needs to get X lines of code done by the yeah. end of the week, and that's in their Gantt chart, and that's whatever they have to do for the week. If you can do that in four days, great. Yep. yep. Like, if you have to take a meeting to sell on a Friday, you're going to do that. Yeah. Is that like, is the only time. What I actually think happens is I think by 2027, 50% of the workforce in the United States is going to consider themselves in some way, shape, or form part of the gig economy. So they're going to have a 1099, whether okay. it's their full-time job or a part-time or a side hustle, like you were saying. 50%. 50%, right? Is of, this based on, this is just, this is you. No, saying. I didn't make this up. I don't know. It's like census data. Okay, love right? Awesome. And so what I think then becomes really interesting is, and I was just talking to the CEO of a, uh, there's a tech company and they just all moved to New York because now you can work from home in New York is actually super fun. And so we have all these people moving to New York now who are like, oh, I can work from home. I'm going to go try out New York City. I don't need to be in Portland or LA or San Francisco or Dallas or Chicago. Let's go to New York because I could never get a job in New York before, but now I can work from home. That's fun. Let's go live in Dumbo, you know, where all the photos are taken at the bridge. So we have all these people moving to New York to work from home, which I, which I don't think any of us ever expected, but it's now That's happening. Crazy. But he runs a company called Gumroad. It's pretty big. It's a dev company. And so I asked him, I'm like, how many employees do you have? He has a lot. Um, but then he clarified. He's like, oh, but none of them are on payroll. No one's full time. He's like, everyone's an independent contractor oh, because if I have payrolled and so if I have salaried, you know, engineers, you know, they are now no longer incentivized to get things done fast because now it's a constant dare between try finding someone else like me versus try daring me to quit. And so then they're like, oh, okay, so I just started. They'll probably keep me for at least a year. I'm now incentivized to keep this project going for at least a year. So he saves a significant amount of money by just doing contract work and finding the best people wherever they are globally and then just paying them hourly. And he's like, you have no idea how much faster things move. As long as you have somebody who is is a PM, so like a project manager for something, then other than that, there's just so many people you can find out there. And I I almost think that that's like a a direction a lot of companies start to move in. Or you don't even need a four-day work week. Actually, every single day is now a work day depending on where you are in the world and what role you are using at this particular company. Like you're going to have people who are full on the same way we have in education. Now we have like, we, I mean, it's, it's 24 hours now. So you have people all through the night, you have people all through the weekends. Um, uh, they're just not in New York. Yeah. You know? That's super interesting. A lot of things you said were surprising to me of, I want to come and pay New York rent prices to sit in my tiny apartment versus like, and pay New York City taxes. You pay, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's shocking, it's a, it's but it's, it's so true. Yeah, it's a trade now where they're saying, um, I'm actually coming for the energy and for what makes New York, New York. Because it's not like the 600 square foot apartment. It's, I get to live in Dumbo. I get to be on Central Park. I get to kind of go do this. And I don't think anyone's doing it. Maybe some people are doing it forever. But I think it's also like this unique opportunity where we had a lot of people in New York obviously leave during covid but more people have now come here. Mm-hmm. That's why you only hear horns, you know, <laughs> because they don't know how to fucking drive in the city now. And they're all from their weird states with roads that don't have cars on them, you know, and they don't know what to Kansas. do and they're figuring it out. But it's become a, see, 
That's See? a new horn. That, that, that guy, that, 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 that person Tennessee. followed yeah. you from San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I think it's cool you were just saying because uh, I, I feel like it also enables people to build their own personal brands because obviously they want to be hired again. So that mm-hmm. they're them, themselves are their brands. For example, with Sirhand, one of the reasons I was attracted to this company specifically is because we were enabled to build our own personal brands and like fully go with it. And if someone's working off of not, like hourly they, as a freelancer, they want to do good. They want to show their power so that they can be hired again and again and again. But then if one month they don't want to work, they can just not get hired again for that month and then go do something and come back later. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool what you're saying. It allows more freedom. And I think Gen yeah. Z loves that. That's Gen Z for sure. Yeah. It's that they have more option. Yeah. It's not that they're lazy or they're annoying or they're difficult and we can make fun of Gen Z all day long. It's they just have the most options that any generation yeah. has ever has had. Ever had. Ever. Ever. So true. What are you hearing from like people who are like post-grad, they're like trying to get into this world? Because I'm sure you have this like, community of just like people who go to you. Again, you're the yeah, guy you like, Post-graduation, well, graduate high school, you graduate college. What do you tell people? Well, it's tough because I think there are companies offering the very cushy choice, mm-hmm. the hybrid model or the fully remote model. And for some people, that's what they want. And then I think it's hard when we see videos on TikTok that go viral. I don't know if you've seen these of like Gen Z, you know, people crying, like I'm expected to work nine to five for the rest of my life. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, so dramatic and annoying. Have you seen this video? Uh, this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it would it'd be fine. Is this fake? So I feel like when I see these, I feel like, like they're fake too. Like, I get on the train. No, this one's super viral till like 6 15 earliest and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset pretty sister and the comments are the comments are what on her side or the comments are grow up or the comments are it's very mixed it's very mixed. But she went viral because of her, her take on the nine to five. And I was going to bring that up right there. Um, but that, that's, I mean, I, girl, I get it. I get the struggle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is tough. And it's a tough adjustment when you're working on doing your entire school very successfully online. And then you have that, that adjustment. And I think managers that have the empathy to try to work with that and teach and, you know, foster a healthy working environment are good. I think there are other companies that are like, sorry. What's your take, buddy? Like I envy the person who can make a significant amount of money by working five to 10 hours a week. Like if you figure that out, if you're that smart, if you have a talent for X, Y, or Z and you can do that, then like, God bless you forever. That's awesome. Yeah. But if you can't, then I don't think you, 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 I don't think you really earn the right to complain. Like, cause I see that. And then I also see the mom of three, who does have three jobs, who's complaining about job number three and the atrocious workplace environment she has to go to for job number two. And she's taking the subway and inflation has pushed up the cost of milk and she can no longer afford her car and she just lost it. And I like, I put those two next to each other. And that person to me that you just showed me seems super, super tone deaf, you know, is one, I mean, that is like mass white privilege, like not to go into that, but it's just like, that's, that's all I see when I hear that. And we have people come to us all the time like, oh, I want to sell apartments and then just go do this, this, this. What do I need to do? I'm like, you need to be here every day at 7 a.m. and you need to do it 12 hours a day until you get to that point. Like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, so then don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Go, be, go do whatever you want to do. Go be free. And like, oh, no, but I want the things. I'm like, so then I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't yeah. know, I don't know where this conversation is going. Totally. And it's just like managing expectations. Like if you want to be – a millionaire and have all these riches and successes and be able to have control of your schedule and do these things, you need to work hard in the beginning yeah. to get there. So I do agree with that. I spoke to a bunch of interns and they, you know, a lot of people were asking me like, when do you know when to leave your job to do content full time? Oh my God. And this is oh an God, intern conference epidemic. where their bosses are, are in the, are in the <laughs> audience. I'm like, this is a hot mic. Your boss is here. Like you're, you're going to ask me that on stage right That's now. This guy. I was shocked. I was shocked. And they're so confident and they like, you know, I was like, you better, you have to figure out your finances first. You have to figure out a lot of things <laughs> yeah. before you take that jump. And you're an intern right now. So you, you're, you haven't even gone into the full-time portion. So there are, you know, 
I'm not sure how I feel about that video. I haven't quite decided, but there are definitely cases where it's like you, yeah, you it's have to relative. go to your job. Yeah, it's all relative. I was the opposite though. I just jumped into it with $30,000 of debt and like ran with it because like I think like a lot of times people let fear rule their life and the fear of like not having that stability and having everything sorted out like stops them from doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel to go back a little bit, I do feel like I would be okay with a nine to five job. But the only reason I'm not okay with it is because I don't want to be told when I have to work. And mm. I think a lot of people my age feel the same way. Like I wake up like 8.30, 8.30 to like. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know, whoa. I wake you up late. You wake up at 8.30? Yeah, I wake up pretty late. What time do you go to bed? 2 a.m. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I already ran two miles at that point, but well, dude. I know you wake up super early. That's another thing. Why lie? I really respect what you do with the, like waking up super early, but I don't like it when people say that that's what you have to do to be successful because I don't a, say that. No, I, I know, you, I know do. you don't say that, but there's people that say that, that like sure. the 5 a.m. club and it's like a cult. That's and like, the toxic it's super hustle. Cool. Yeah. It's super cool. But yes. I want to go to sleep at 2 a.m. because I work better at night and I do not want to be awake at 7 a.m. Yeah. And I'm strong about that. I think that's like a really interesting use case because you're obviously grinding and like you're just doing it when you want to. And I think there's also an argument of like, well, we have an 8 a.m. meeting. So can do you, you maybe have to shift your schedule to do well, that. Yeah. If I have an 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But I'm just like, it's it's always, it's interesting. <laughs> but you, I guess you have that flexibility here. You have such a, you fostered such a flexible working environment. I see. I foster a flexible, healthy work <laughs> Look environment. Look at that. Look at that. He's, exactly. only, he's only working till 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Only. So lucky. <laughs> only. So lucky. <laughs> only, only, only. Yeah, Parkinson's I, law. Sorry. I'll, we'll go back to that. Parkinson's law. Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Yeah. I can't read it. That's right. It's not a V. It wasn't vasectomy. It was Parkinson's. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, however. Read it out loud. I can't read. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Is the idea that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So true. It's like I'm going to clean my house. It's going to take a week, and it takes a week, right? So I have until 5 p.m. to clean my house, and you'll get it done by 5 p.m. You know, not factoring in quality. I guess, but um, do you uh, time block yourself with how much you have to do during the day? Uh, Ryan, yeah. Ryan is like that type of dude who's like up at four thirty, hits the gym, sends fourteen emails, yeah. and then it's like seven a.m. and then starts his whole day, and then has every fifteen minutes planned. Really, his his food comes in containers that are like predetermined the week before. It's crazy. Yeah, way to way to make me sound. Yeah, yeah. So no, tell me more. I'm obsessed. <laughs> He's I in love bed it. exactly nine fifty eight. That's not true. On the dot. That's not true. I go to bed at different times depending on the day. I just don't know. I don't know another way. And I have this argument with my wife all the time because it's because the work never turns off. That's the problem when you're also an entrepreneur. Like the work, you have to then make a conscious effort to turn it off because there is no hammer. Like the hammer is your phone and it's always right there. And when you're in sales and you're an entrepreneur, then like your life can change with one email. Your life can change with one phone call. Yeah. And our, our brand was kind of set up a long time ago as being like the most responsive and being quick. And it's all about speed to lead. And then that can become addictive um, uh, and can also like break you, right? Because then you're just always chasing that next hit, right? The next hit, the next hit. Oh, I got to, if I put up one more ad about one more apartment, then I could get one more call and then you go, go, go. And then you die, right? From, from just being completely burnt out that way. But are you a single point of failure? Like if you logged off for two weeks, whatever, would it be okay? I mean, there's a lot of people here now. I mean, there's like 500 agents and 115 employees now. And you've created good systems. We've created good systems. Um, there's definitely a key man insurance, which is heavy that I have to pay for now in case I get hit by a bus or something, because that would be bad. Mm -hmm. We're not like at that level yet where if Ryan doesn't make it, key man insurance, it's against the key man. So if something happens to me, then everything can get paid for and everyone will figure it out, right? So like I was going to go sk- skydiving for our Black Friday course. And oh, we should do it I still. can't, I can't, I can't. It's in the key man, I the key man to, insurance is yeah. cut, cut out. So I can't used, do it. I used to work in business continuity and we'd try to remove single points of failure from like large corporations. Of yeah. The IT guy with all the passwords, exactly what you're saying, the key man. Yes. And oh, so, but what I like give talks about and what I actually encourage people to try to become in their jobs, even when they're starting out, is a single point of failure. If you're not there, you want something to break or crumble and people notice that you're gone. Sure. Like, indispe- think, like being indispensable. Being indispensable. Yeah. 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 But it's hard when you're, you want to take a week vacation or you want to go skydiving and they say, absolutely not. Well, things definitely, well, the skydiving um, is just because it's dangerous. The vacation I can do, but things definitely slow down and there's still, there's so much, there's so much value add for me still in the business for now. But the goal is, like my end game is to get it to a point by 2030 where if I'm away for six months, people are just sort of like, 
that guy, you know, like he's always, <laughs> I don't know what else he's doing. He's doing other things, but the yeah. company has gotten to a point where, you know, everything is just kind of moving and I can be like that face and do what I need to do without feeling like I have to be here at 7 a.m. to keep it moving. Um, so eventually, Absolutely. eventually we'll get there eventually. But it's interesting, but I do think that there is greater optionality that gets created today. And I think like my parents are in town. They were just here actually walking around auditing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, my dad, I think he just turned 75, um, you know, and there was like, what was the option? Like he had his first kid when he was 19, you know, and then it was like, you get a job, you get a W2, you put kids through school and you just keep going until you don't go anymore. Yeah. And that was it. There was no, like, there was, there was no other options. Um, it's almost like when you go to like a restaurant that has like five things on the menu at first, you're like, oh, this is annoying. What if I don't like it? But then you're kind of like, I appreciate not having choice. Yeah. Totally. Like just tell me what to eat. It's why so many arranged marriages work. <laughs> do, They're do, like, they work? do they work though? What's, in India? Are you kidding me? I wonder what the, well, they, but yeah. I know, but do they, do they work or are they like, they work? You know? I think so. I think we have too much choice with dating apps, with everything. Yes. I think it's like, I would love to be set up by my parents. Are you kidding me? I trust them. I don't want to do like them. What if it's like the no. notebook? And no. then it's like okay. James then Marsden. It's, then and there's like, no consent. Gosling. It's totally different. But Right. So I arranged think they marriages, do a lot of but vetting. with consent. Okay. Consent with everything bring, you do. Consent sure. with everything you, you do. It. Corporate Natalie, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to get me to Clip say? It. Of course, consent. Yes. Got it. Got it. Just but, making. But what you said about options is super interesting. But options, there's yeah. too many. There's too much choice. Yeah, a lot, and a lot of times in New York, for example, like people will be dating someone and then they won't be like fully committed to them because they know that there's so many other people. You had a clip go super viral, actually. It was I did? the. Uh, it actually wasn't your podcast. Unfortunately, it was some of you went on someone else's podcast and you're talking about how like Billy, you notice billionaires when they go to dinner, they don't look they at don't the, look menu. the menu. They're yeah, just they like, just give menu. me the best. Never. Yeah. And it's just the have the not having to make a choice or something like that. I yeah, remember because you, that. You, your brain can only make so many big choices a day. And so they, they reserve as much energy as they can for the most consequential decisions that they have to make that at those levels can like move mountains, like buy companies right it's like like one of those guys that day was buying a company that you would definitely know by name like that day and his decision was like to keep the brand or not keep the brand and break it up that's a major decision so then when he goes to dinner he knows he's going to a dinner a restaurant that's really really nice a menu that's obviously nice there's a lot of people here and he just tells the chef to bring him the best i don't even they don't even they don't even look at it they have no time and every conversation is over text um anything on the phone is like to the an, an extreme level of importance that money is just it's just over text um i think also for record keeping right but um, wow the top comment on this video is, it's so it's, bad don't read them it's, no it's it's funny <laughs> <laughs> your whole thing is like when i go to restaurants i just say give me the best and the top comment is sir this is a wendy's <laughs> <laughs> true though true <laughs> see true <laughs> Oh, the internet's undefeated, man. I love the comment <laughs> so sections. The people are so creative. I go to the comments first now to yeah, see too. if the video is worth watching. I need to vet yeah. with comments. Yeah. Of course. You're like, what do yeah. the comments say about that video? Yeah, because yeah. If, the, if the comments are like, this is stupid, I'm like, oh, thank God. Right? Thank then God you just I keep saved going. that. How often do you, do you have block time to scroll? In my calendar? To scroll like TikTok. Like when, are you, when is your free time to scroll? Uh, I'll do, t so like in the morning, early, in the morning, early, I'll go through um, sometimes I'll also use like TikTok is because I don't really, I don't really watch TV anymore. Yeah. Right. So TikTok is then kind of like TV totally. and then you just kind of like put it on in the background usually, but then you just get hit with so many ads now. Oh my gosh. It's everything's all, dude, selling. Everything's an ad. And then every influencer has got a brand deal. And so mm. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Fuck there, those guys. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's Adrian. He's going to turn trash into, oh, he's doing it for a brand. Now I'm being sold. Yes. Damn. You know? Going back to the comments, I have a confession. Oh. I, Are you a troll? No, I go... On, I have a second account and I will, when I have a video, I will, when I post it, I'll You'll wait comment. like an hour and then I'll comment something. I'll be like, oh my God, the pull at the end was so cool. Oh, so wow. when people read the comments, but everyone the, does that. We do that. I mean, that's what do you think? What, okay, what cool. do you think? Our studios me. people do all day. Dude, I see that, everybody who post up. I see everyone who works here who's like, "Oh my god, the end!" <laughs> oh, it's insane. It's been like ten seconds. Yeah, I think when we look for a, like a new copywriter, like that's where we fuck LinkedIn. Like we should just go straight to TikTok comments and just find whoever is writing these like banger comments because it's the same person on all yeah. the videos. We should just hire them. That's probably how Burger King and like Wendy's found their their 
Twitter person. Twitter. Just on comment sections, honestly. Yeah. Just, just on saying. comments. Just on comments. Ryan, what's your time look like? Um, I mean, I never have time, so I'm okay for now. I think okay, I have three o'clock. Okay, okay, okay. He's like, I'm begging to leave. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, Ryan, again, Ryan's <laughs> schedule super annoying. Everything is just, everything like is just scheduled over one oh, another. Oh, can we show the camera that calendar? That's insane. I want to throw up. I, I mean, want to throw up. It's been the bane of my existence for the last five years. No, it's just I just have a lot to do. Well, these are appointments. This is not even the work. And that's the problem mm-hmm. is that like when the appointments stop is when you actually then have time to do the work. So I would love if anyone's watching this, any advice anybody has to like, how do you balance the work with the things you actually have to do? You know, and yeah. I, used to, I used to try to do that. I used to time block. Like I would have time blocks in time to like do email, like three blocks. And then, but then they always get overruled by things that have to be done in person on that day mm-hmm. and then so then i just end up having email assistance and just different assistance and different help you That's know good. natalie what's next for you what's this next what's 2024 look like for you more any goals yeah we should we business plan with you right so, now yeah, can goal? you give me some yeah what are the okrs what are the kpis okay. from working yeah, from home all corporate that. natalie okay. let's figure it out so i've been getting a little into fashion world oh. where when i give these like talks and conferences a lot of people are asking especially gen z like what do I wear to the office? Like I've literally never been in an office setting. So starting like some sort of workwear line, whether it's co-branded deal with a company that I love or myself doing it, which I have zero experience in probably, probably the wrong decision. That's cool. um, Would be awesome to like help provide some, some options for people going to the office. Um, I think also like starting a podcast, I'm, do you know, corporate bro, Ross Mm -hmm. Pomerantz? Mm -hmm. He's another corporate creator, sales guy. He, him and I are going to start a podcast That's at the cool. end of this oh, year. So that'll be fun to sit with the mic and, and do that. Um, and then maybe write like a longer form piece of work, whether it's like YouTube or like a real show. Writing kind of sucks right now um, in the industry, but writing something that can apply to a broader scale would be cool. I went to the Golden Globes. I was like, I respect these people so much. Like yeah. I want to write a show. Yeah. So give me some advice. Scrap mm-hmm. all of that. Start yeah. over. <laughs> Do it all. Do it all. I think the best advice I've ever given to anyone is like just really, really having a clear understanding of like what is your core identity? That's your oak tree. Everything else is a branch. And how big of a branch is it going to be? How small of a branch is it going to be? Or maybe it's just a leaf, right? But like always making sure you never forget what that core oak tree is and then just building out that way. I think a lot of people then get really like far too diversified and then you get confused brand message and then people don't know who you are. And then your audience is like, wait, what the, f- I like them for this yeah, thing. Yeah, we've had that problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, go into super, it. I love the Oak Tree reference. It's yeah. interesting because like I do, the, you know, Corporate Natalie is my name, but now I'm starting to do like, you know, mom pickleball bits and gr- the girl who, the friend who, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And expanding comedy is like important. Is it, is holding on to the Corporate Natalie name vital? Because I've built, I built it all on that. Would you say? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it up until you get to a point where you where you earn the next name. I think people try to jump onto like, oh, I'm going to get rid. I'm just going to go to my own name, and you do it in a vacuum. You do it in a bubble. Totally. Just remember, like, people know you for like what you like what you are. Do yeah. you know? Until you, I think every change, everything you want to do, any other business, any name change, you just, you just got to get to a point where you've earned it. And you'll like, you'll know at the time. Yeah. I, I think that's the most important thing. Just, just keep earning the right with that like community. And then once you've earned, like Emma Chamberlain can do anything she wants and people, her audience is going to talk Totally. With that's a great example. Yeah. yeah. So like, just take the time and like invest in your community and then you could do whatever you want later. Yeah. Is yeah. the way that I look at it. Yeah. Earn just the make right, friends, right? right? Just be yeah. everyone's best friend and they'll follow you. Yeah. Damn. Thanks good. for being here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thanks this for coming. This is great. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks another for hanging out. Another one in the books. Do what? Another one in the books. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.